Now Lonnie Finley's his name Vince Eustace is his This is hip hop And movie news And And that's that's the the way way it is Episode 15 We've made it to 15 And in Mexican culture that means It's time for a quinceanera Traemos todo desde Tinseltown hasta el boogie down. La casa de real hip hop, real escrito. L A A L A. La A extra para Elvis Crespo. Esta es las noticias de hip hop y de película. Yo soy Vicente Eustis. And I'm Lonnie Finley. And I don't think I knew that you spoke Spanish, even though that you are half Mexican. Yes. Which is. Great, because I'm glad that you are embracing your culture. Full disclosure, uh, I used to speak way more Spanish when I was younger. Uh, I forgot a lot of it. Uh, I want to do something special for this week in the quinceanera. Uh, so I had my wife, who is actually her first language. Who was on the show. Who was on the show. Uh, she sort of coached me through this. Probably going to have many notes for me saying that I got certain words wrong or didn't. She's like, oh, you tried your best, because she's very supportive. But- I don't, I'm... I'm- as black man, very knowledgeable. <laughs> I thought you did a great job. Appreciate it. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I, have it, I wrote it down phonetically. Uh, with us, as always, is producer extraordinaire. His favorite Beanie Siegel song is Feel It in the Air. Patrick Pierre. I could dig that. And also, I think the reason why his favorite song, Feel It in the Air, is he's trying to really work it into the sequel to The Air Up There. You, I think the working title is Feel it in the air up there, too. That's so, really good. So you're working with Beanie Siegel to do That's the soundtrack really good. for the movie. I'm really enjoying ooh, where this ooh. is coming. Also, there is a t- potential to have a uh, Beanie and Bacon collaboration. Because Bacon has that band, the Bacon Boys, whatever. So you know Beanie and Bacon. Bacon and Beans. Bacon and Beans. Bacon and Beans. Bacon and Beans. Oh. Wow, this movie is, is just like... God, you're a genius, Patrick Pierre. <laughs> the movie's going to be everything, everywhere soon. Uh, I'm going to throw a quick shout-out to uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, really, you know... I hope everyone in, in, was able to enjoy and do the things that fathers want to do, which is typically sports, food, and nothing. Yes. Uh, so happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. I am not a father. I am a godfather, which uh, gives me uh, like secondary fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you get to do all the cool stuff, but not really the financial responsibility. That's pretty much what this is. That's the uh, great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to sound racist, but most of those hip hoppers don't have fathers, so... Yeah, but that definitely sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good thing you established that you were black last week. Right. And then, first of all, you said, well, actually, that, he's, that, that, was, that sounded like a white producer thing right there. But uh, these hip hoppers. bacon for too long. Like, you said these hip hoppers. Why don't you just say black people, dude? Why don't you call them what you say? You say hip hoppers. Like, no one's ever used that term to describe black people before. Yeah. But you just did it right there. <laughs> no, I literally met the hip hop artists because a lot of these hip hop artists, they always rap about, I don't have my father. But they do, they, but then sometimes they talk about trying to be better fathers yes. for the future generations. Like, look at, like, who has two better fathers than, like, Future's kid with Russell Wilson, yeah. who's also raising his kid? I'm on that good cushion, I'll Which go. is a very awkward situation. We, at one point, we'll talk about how Russell Wilson is stealing uh, Future's son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Future's not liking it at all. I don't think so he likes like, it at all. No. Two birthdays, I gave you a watch, and then he's like, oh, we, I, lo- I love him, little Future. It's like, get off my son, bro. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Future, and Russell Wilson. Yes. It got me thinking, though, like, will we have these great hip-hop artists if their fathers were in the picture? Probably not. Ooh. 
Wow, that's uh, that's so deep. That, that's, deep. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Jay Z, Tupac, Biggie, yeah, Drake. He has. I mean, he has one, but, but I, mean, they, 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 I mean, they, yeah, there's, there's, they're, they're documented ups and downs. They're cool with each other, but are there any hip hop artists with great father figures? Will Smith. Will Smith had a good dad. Yeah. The rumor was that yeah, the episode of Fresh Prince where his dad walked out was based on his real dad, and, everyone, and then he had to clear it up, like, no, my dad was great. He was very supportive. Also, my cool. dad is not Beverly. Yeah. I have one. Uh, Mr. Escobar. Oh, Nas, nice. yeah. Okay. Although Oludara okay. was out touring. I mean, they're cool with each other, yeah. but he was also out, like, yeah. touring. He wasn't, like... They have a good work relationship, but I think that he addressed that a little bit later on. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't going to, like, his little league games. I, I'm being honest, man. I might have to look this up. If you were out there in the podcast world, you know, like, uh, if you can find a hip-hop artist who sells a lot of records, has multiple albums, who has a good parental structure of a mom and a dad, or at least there's a dad. Uh, Lonzo Ball, hip-hop artist, very supportive father, there for everything. I said multiple albums. I said selling <laughs> records. You, you breaking the rules to start. Didn't even listen to that part. Uh, happy Father's Day, maybe, yes. to some of you hip-hoppers out there. <laughs> black hip-hoppers all right well this is gonna be a very hard shift then uh did you guys see the video went viral last week of the the, the family uh the two parents with the the four-year-old child they went to family dollar they did not realize that their daughter accidentally not, well she didn't accidentally she's she she doesn't know what's going on but she took a barbie doll parents didn't know i guess someone at the store called the cops and then the cops showed up at they followed him to some apartment complex, guns drawn, going nuts on them. Like, there's no way you can... I know sometimes people who are, like, very pro-police, uh, like, spin it like, oh, they're doing their jobs, and they have to, like, you don't know if their life's in danger. There's really... I don't see a way that you can spin the way that the police in Phoenix, Arizona, handled this. Did you guys see that You mean physically and verbally? Yes. Because the verbal stuff they said was ridiculous. I... Look... They should have just shot the kid because that's really what their goal was. Right? No, no, I'd be honest about this. These cops just because, like, I'm just trying to make the most extreme statement ever because this is ridiculous, and that's the only way anyone is going to stop this is if someone shoots the kid. If a cop shoots the kid, then people are going to pay attention to this because this is the same stuff that's happening. So, Sorry. so for those who don't know, I mean, I mean, you have to be living under a rock because it kind of went viral all over the place. But uh, again, as the story we told, uh, the cops came. And basically pulled their guns on this family with kids in the car, screaming, I'm going to pop the cap in your head, cursing at them, like slamming them against the car. Kick the father's leg out. Yeah, trying to, it's like, you like you do what I say, like when I tell you to do it. You understand me? Like going off. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. I got my baby. Yeah, get, or get the car the door wasn't opening. Right. Like this, the door doesn't open, I swear. And then it's Phoenix, Arizona in the summer, so it's super hot. And they're like, put the baby down. She's like, I can't put my baby down. Luckily, there were some civilians who were, like, filming it and recording it. So That's the only reason this is a thing, man. Yeah, and so it went viral. Uh, the the couple, uh, Drayvon Ames and his fiancée, Aisha Harper, uh, are suing the Phoenix Police Department, uh, like, in a lawsuit, uh, as well they should. Uh, the Phoenix, re- Phoenix is that really uh, racially diverse place, right? In Arizona, it's super racially diverse and super... Uh, it might be, but I know they also go headhunting for immigrants. Yeah, they're they want to deport... All the Mexicans. Uh, so uh, it ties into hip hop. Jay Z, the most recently minted billionaire, is doing what he usually does. When he sees injustice, he wants to step in and take care of it. 
So like he's done so many times before, he has enlisted his lawyer, Alex Spiro, to be a part of Mr. Ames and Miss Harper's legal team. Pro bono, of course. He's oh, like, course. oh, just like no, no legal fee, just, just help out, make sure justice is served. Uh, so, I mean, a lot to sort of talk about here in terms of Jay-Z using his money for good and helping out others, and also just this this video and and how this went down. It's, I mean, we've seen a lot in the past few years in terms of how interactions between police and uh, people of color are going down, but I feel like this, like, I feel like I shouldn't be shocked by anything anymore, but this was still very hard to swallow. The funny thing was, I saw this, and I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I'm, I, you know, I've been working, I'm working on a project, working on it for a while, and I've been, part of that project is me doing a lot of research where I have to watch a lot of these, like, police brutality videos and these, like, injustice against, like, not just black people, all people, you know, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of things that happen on a regular basis. So, when I saw this news story, I wasn't even sure that, I didn't even know this was, like, if it had just happened, because I had watched several other ones, so when this came up, I was like, oh, and then I heard, oh, this is new, this is the newest one to come yeah. up? And so, the reason why I really love this story is um, it's a partly about Jay-Z. It's partly because this story needs to be out there and it went viral. But it's kind of like the thing that, you know, what happened with, with Meek Mill? What happened with Meek Mill and his, and his, you know, his incarceration, how he was like, there's a lot of injustice against things that were never actually something I broke the law for that I'm being charged for. Now, Meek Mill brought a lot of attention to it because of Meek Mill. Yeah. The problem is the guy who helped Meek Mill out People found out later on his company he was having some issues and some some wrongdoings in his company. This this white guy who helped out Meek Mill, who mm -hmm. brought this to the attention and was like, I'm gonna do this. People were like, Are you just doing this because this Meek Mill's your homie and it's, you wanna have him around at parties? And he was like, Man, it was weird. He's like, I'm at a party, Meek Mill couldn't be there. I was like, What's going on? You know, it can be because he had a gun thing? That's messed up. That's what his motivation was for doing right. that. Not to free this free black people who are wrongfully adjusted and the way I took this story mm -hmm. I saw it on Real Sports I mean um, on um, I think it was Vice that's, okay. you know, that's how I took this story was he was doing it because he was helping and he can say whatever he wants but he had injustice and thing going on in his company he said he was unaware of that's your company bro the thing about Jay-Z doing this is this is something where I'm, I, as you were telling what's happening Jay-Z getting involved in this I was smiling because the idea for me is that like the Phoenix Police Department got in trouble yeah. because now you have a billionaire who's doing this pro bono and they are going to get justice for this and so we see all these cops getting off on this and people get off on that. And he was on, he was put on leave. He was reassigned. And it's like, what are you talking about? Why is this guy, why are they, why are these people yelling and doing this stuff for a Barbie doll? A dollar store or a dollar. Not even like the a Barbie doll. Dollar. Like that, 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 like when you said Barbie doll, I'm like, it's like family dollar or whatever it was. It was a dollar Ratchet store. Hair, that, that, that's not a real Barbie. The, the head doesn't off, match the body. That's an, that's an off brand Barbie. Right. And so I'm saying, you're willing to, I say about like shooting the kid. I'm like, you're willing to do, that's what you're going to say. You're pull, you're going to kill someone here potentially before it was an accident. These people, the the civil rights have been violated. They there is a process that which you go through, and that's what happens. People civil rights are being violated. Instead of like figuring out what happened, there's an aggression that's coming towards certain people and certain people the way they look, and generally it's people of color. I'm happy that Jay Z is a part because I feel like this is something that needs to happen. I almost want to be like, yo, can you create a super team of other lawyers to go around the country? Because the only way that this is going to happen is this, this attention is brought to it. A great legal team with attention behind them to can do something like this. Because without it, this story, it's a dozen stories, man. It's a dozen stories happening every week all over the place, and there's no Jay-Z for that. Yeah. And then I can't say this is what viral, so this is one of the things where a kid's involved. Because a kid's involved, I think that this is why this is a glaring story. Yeah. Because stuff happens to black people, men, women, week-to-week -week basis. 
Yeah. They get shot or killed. But when a kid is involved, it's almost like how white people in L.A. feel about dogs. You hurt a dog, we're all over you. You hurt a person, we're like, oh, if, if, I, if I could take the perspective of, uh, of a white person who doesn't quite get it and normally makes excuses and is like, like, for example, if like someone else is pulled over and the cops are like, get out of the car or something like that or they get shot, they their number one excuse is like, well, they should have just obey like if the police officer says put your hands here do this do that do that obey or like or you shouldn't have done that or like you shouldn't have been speeding you shouldn't have been uh you shouldn't have been selling drugs whatever it is like you shouldn't be doing that that's why you got shot uh with a four-year-old child there's really no debate you can't say that four-year-old shouldn't have sold i mean yeah the four-year-old shouldn't have stolen that but like it's a four-year-old she doesn't know what she's doing exactly she doesn't quite get the the sort of routine of purchasing something and then taking it. It's a mistake. Yeah, she's like, exactly. It's a four-year-old mistake. And I don't think anyone in their right frame of mind can be like, well, that four-year-old got what they deserved. Right. At all. I mean, that's really what this all comes down to. It's about the child, right? Yeah. And so I I wish, I hope that this spreads. I hope that other hip-hop artists, movie actors, producers, people who have money that are going on vacation or doing anything related to stuff that's not related to helping your fellow man out, especially if you're a black artist. If you're a black artist in any capacity and you have money and means to, you need to start doing stuff for your community. Yeah. And, like, I know that Jay-Z's a billionaire. It's a lot easier to do things when you are a billionaire. But, like, hey, we got a lot of people who are, like, who are in that range who have influence, and they need to start helping these people out. And the thing about it is just making music just making movies and just doing this stuff and not really being like able to help your community out is what is that? What are you saying? What are you doing this all for? So this is a great story. I hope that we continue to follow this. Like I'm sure people will follow this. We'll probably continue to follow it. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. Hopefully this comes to resolution. Hopefully what happens is a stricter gun laws and not just stricter gun laws, stricter, stricter laws for police. Get the police, train police how to deal with people. Literally have police go to black barbecues with no guns on them and just hang out for a whole day. And just see how black people interact. Mm-hmm. So they can see, oh, that was an aggressive nature. They were just, like, just to get it. Because that, that's the thing about it. Like, I've, I've been pulled over recently, you know, I, I had to deal with the police. And, like, the thing about it is what you're saying and what the difference is, is the way I feel. I feel like, oh, this could be horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you feel I that. I feel when I go in certain places, I feel different. I feel feel the looks or the people looking at me or I, I feel like I'm being watched or the worst stuff. case scenario for me is like oh, I'm gonna have to pay a ticket like that's that's like the worst case scenario right. for me you're like, not thinking like oh someone's gonna shoot me for no, any not, reason yeah, at, all. at all that doesn't even cross my mind yeah. so. so uh that's a great story for Jay-Z helping out uh someone else you said more artists need to be speaking out on issues uh Tory Lanez is taking a stand against colorism maybe little shout-out to Kat and Kim, Stay Alive, maybe, with a little pause there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, so this story broke. Uh, Tory Lanez was shooting a music video, and he posted this on Instagram. He said, this is an ongoing problem, man, in our community of entertainment that needs to stop. As a black man, sometimes I'm going to joke about the black community, just like we all do, but what I'm not going to do is allow any of these directors to devalue our black women. And he put that in all caps. And the reason why I said this was because as they're shooting the video... He's like rapping and singing along and there's this beautiful dark skin model who is in the shot and then the director pulled her out 
and replace her with a lighter skin, blonde haired, curly, uh, light skin model. And the Tory Lanez called the timeout and said, Hey, uh, you couldn't even quite hear what he said, but he like went to the girl and was like, the, the, the blonde, here, yeah, she yeah, first. yeah, she was here first. Went to the light skin girl, like was like, Hey, you're beautiful. You're yeah. doing a great job, but she was here for like, like, let's try to keep it fair. Uh, so Tory Lanez was getting a lot of accolades. People were liking, people were like, oh, this is great. Uh, we put this into our little file as a potential story to be like, here's someone doing good. And then literally last night before I went to bed, I look at Twitter and I see Tory Lanez is trending still for the story, uh, but for different reasons. Apparently this whole thing may have been set up. But apparently uh, the, the dark uh, skin model and the director have both said that this whole thing was kind of manufactured in a way to make Tory Lanez look better. And then he goes, and then like he had it edited, and then he put it on Instagram to make himself look great and be like, so. So now a lot of people are giving him flack, like flack for lying and kind of clout chasing. It's it's a very intriguing, weird story. I want to hear your take on it, and also after your take, I want to know if you think. The the message is still like does he still have a value? Is he like still being noble for trying to get this out there, or is it like kind of undercut by the fact that it was manufactured? Uh, this whole thing is weird. Yeah, because obviously the fact that is we found out that it is manufactured. Has he has he admitted that this is manufactured? He has not. And so I've, we should say allegedly. Allegedly, although. The, the model has said, although everyone's kind of attacking the model now, they're like, oh, you're clout chasing. I need a little more than the model to say. Yeah. I need to have the director I think, also I think the director, too. I'm not sure the director fully said it, but he kind of like posted stuff, like insinuating, or like backing the model. And when Tory Lanez posted it, he was kind of like, hmm, interesting. And then when the model, I think, posted it, he kind of was... Because in a way, it makes the director look like he's also someone who's like, wait, the director may not have been also been doing that, right? And the model says that she knows the director. She's worked with the director before. So, and it's like, look, I, the reason like, why I'm hired for this stuff is I know these guys. So, like, he wouldn't do that to me. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ignore the Tory Lane story as if, as to say what he was doing, fake or not, because that has not been proven. I don't know, I don't know the legitimacy of if it was real or not. Mm -hmm. So I can't really speak to the cloud chasing part of it. Mm -hmm. But what I can speak to is the colorism part of it. Mm -hmm. I will speak to that. I am a light-skinned black man, which uh, I'm very aware of. Uh, I've, been, I've been made aware of it by uh, white people, by other light-skinned people, by dark-skinned black people that I'm light-skinned. I've had conversations with dark-skinned black dudes about how I don't have the same troubles and stuff that they deal with because I don't, I'm not as dark as them know what the hell I'm supposed to do with that. <laughs> I don't know how to, I'm not sure how to be like, well, my, my racial, uh, racially profiled experience was, was less, uh, offensive than your racially profiled experience. Um, you know, I do agree with people that as a light skinned person, I am more widely accepted in the white community than darker skinned black people. I agree with that. Because I've seen that happen. Mm -hmm. And I've had people who have said that they feel more comfortable around lighter-skinned people. And we have seen throughout history how that is the case. The idea of the slave that works in the field and the slave that works in the house. Now, why was the slave working in the house? Because there has been some raping going on of our people. Yeah. Without getting too detailed, I think that part of that is something that we as a black community need to address on 
we understand colorism. We should be aware of it. If we're going to be aware of it for ideally what he was doing is calling some a white director. Uh, that I'm not sure about. Calling a director out for colorism is something that people should be aware of. Yeah. To say that, oh, someone's more beautiful because they are a lighter skin. And that and that eyes is not something we need to be focused on. We mm-hmm. need to We need to be like, look, she, that, and that girl's beautiful. They both were. Yeah. They both were beautiful. So we need to start to ignore that. But within the same community, because I saw this too, and I saw people posting me like, man, why are they trying to, you know, uh, put down darker women? And blah, blah. I'm like, is the other girl still black? If the other, if the other person, like, I'm, I'm, I need to know the details of it because, like, yeah, she, like she I, black. I still, I still deal with stuff too. Just because I'm not dark skin doesn't mean I'm not dealing with things. I realize they feel like they might be dealing with it worse than me. I don't know how to speak to that because I can't speak to it. Both my parents are black. Both of them are black. My, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side is white. There we go. It's there, right? But I can find that probably through anyone's family at this point in time in America. I think the people are looking at this and, you know, we'll figure out what Tory Lanez did or didn't do, but I I will applaud the idea that people should be aware of it if it changes, if it's for roles, for casting, if it's something where it doesn't have to be like, you know, this, this if, if it doesn't matter, if, it, if, like, if you're casting, like, we had this to discuss about uh, Will Smith, right? Yeah. He's too light to play the Serena Williams' dad. Right. And Venus Williams' dad. I don't know what to do with that, man. I'm not sure what to do about it. I don't know how to, like, you know, how really, you know, that's a, that's a thing where it's obviously blind. It's a whatever, because we like Will Smith so much. We're like, oh, he's going to do an amazing job at it. Yeah. Should it be a darker person? Because that person, like, was, would Idris Elba be more? Actually, Idris Elba looks a lot like their dad, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Or is that a better character role because he's black? He's gonna be too busy playing James Bond, though. So he can't. He's too black to play James Bond. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's where that's. It's a whole line where I mean, I don't. I don't have a clear answer, man. I just think that like, I, I hope that Tory Lanez was trying to do something positive here. It sounds like he was. When I saw it, I kind of was like, when I first initially saw it, I was like, oh man, oh good, yeah, good, man, good, because like I was like, oh that was weird. But and also I applaud him for the way that he. And this is an applauding from the main be real enough. For the fact that he acknowledged the other girl mm-hmm. that she was doing okay, acknowledged that she was here first, it is something to be addressed. And maybe the fact that maybe sometimes we have to do these fake stories that to, to bring attention to it because we're talking about it now. Although I will say, uh, it, you, it's hard to it's hard to to fake and lie about something now because everyone's going to find yeah. out. So. People were calling this fake even before the model spoke out about it. I think people, oh, okay. people looked at how Tori was reacting and they're like, eh, something, people, people are like, this seems a little off. Like, it just doesn't seem, it did look weird. It didn't seem authentic. Uh, people are also thinking that Tory Lanez orchestrated the situation to recover from his Aisha Curry comments. If you remember, uh, there was some video of like some white girl twerking and she was, he was like, oh, can we trade her for Aisha Curry? It's like, what are you, what are you doing, Tori? Like, like, I know he was trying to be funny, but it was like, that's, not a huge like, Aisha Curry fan. People but, uh, aren't going to be happy about that. No. Also, we don't want to trade any of ours. We should not be trading people. <laughs> Let's keep all the ones we have. Even Aisha Curry, for all the things that she says that I don't necessarily agree with. You're beautiful, uh, by the way, Aisha Curry. You're beautiful. Beautiful. Maybe Love I don't you. agree with some of the stuff that you say. Uh, but I don't know, man. What do you, so wait, what is your take on it, then? What do you, what do you think about this? Do you... Like it's it's weird because it's just a, it's one of the stories that like the fact that it's come out as being like fake now to create a whole another thing we're talking about, it's, which is so in a weird way it kind of reminds me of the Jesse Smollett alleged situation where it'll hear me out because I know they're vastly different things but basically he I mean he probably had some other 
things he was trying to get. But I saw it as, oh, he's trying to illustrate that there is racism in America, that there are people who are prejudiced against gay people, and a lot of them come from Trump's fan base. And so the fact that it turned out not to be the case, it ended up like un undercutting everything. Well, that was all dismissed, man. We don't know what's going on. Well, exactly. Same thing with OJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's like, yeah, the message is there. Like, he's right. But the way he went about doing it, it, it kind of now gets lost. I'm not, but then you spring it up and being like, hey, let's unpack it. And it's, it is a good thing to be bringing it up. But if you have to, like, manufacture it or something, then it just kind of seems like, I don't know. Like, if we did a video where someone was being racist to you and I came in and was like, hey, stop that. You do, you be, you be, we're all the same color on the inside. And then we posted it. And then it found out that, like, it was fake. Like, it has, it just has, like, a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, it might have a bad taste in your mouth, but it doesn't change the fact that it's something that needed to be right. eaten. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but my thing is that, like, I, as much as it, the fact that you have to even do this is a problem. Like, it's not the problem. The fact that Tory Lanez says, I don't care, Tory Lanez, this ain't gonna hurt him anyway. But sometimes we gotta, like, you gotta, like, sneak in and lie to see this. Now, do you think Tory Lanez has never seen this on a video shoot? I'm if sure have, there's levels of, like, dude, if you haven't seen, like, when they pick girls for things, they're, like, do that whole process. But has he spoken out about it before? Do huh? you think he's spoken out about it before? I don't know. I'm saying it, like, I'm sure it's happened. I'm saying the idea of, like, you know, I hate that we have to, like, bring these things to attention and by having it be something that's a lie. But sometimes you have to bring things to attention because we're talking about it right now. Yeah. And hopefully this gets more people to call out these authentic things that are happening more and more. And really, we should never look to Tory Lanez for our news source anyway, guys. No. Who loses... More black points. Uh, Tory Lanez or Jesse Smollett? Oh, Smollett. Yeah, Smollett. He set black people back a long time. Yeah. Okay. That whole, like, because we have, because it involves the police. Yeah. And he set black people back. Yeah, Tory, Tory Lanez. I mean, I know people are saying, like, cancel Tory Lanez. Like, not really. Like, it's... Tory Lanez... Like, we can shame him a bit, but, like... Cancel him? Don't cancel him. No, this isn't that big Tory Lanez didn't I mean, bring out a noose and put it around his neck. Allegedly. No, he came into the hospital with the news. Oh, right, but we don't, know, we don't know if he did it. No, but I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. You, if you fake a story, you bring out the damn... Yeah. Don't out the news. We don't need to see these things, Jesse. <laughs> uh, so, one of our favorite actors, Cuba Gooding Jr., is in the news. Uh, not for good reasons, though. Uh, he was sought after for three days for questioning in a sexual misconduct allegation. Uh, on Thursday, he voluntarily surrendered to New York police, was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor count of forcible touching involving an accusation he groped a woman's breast in a New York bar on Sunday. Uh, when he turned himself in, he said that he's confident that, you know, the system and the process, he vindicated, he knew there was video evidence uh, of this alleged incident. I've seen the video evidence. Have you seen? I have not seen this video evidence. Um, how do I put this? And I'll have you make up your own mind as you go along. So, like, when I first saw this, when I first heard about this, I thought, I definitely believe, not that Cuba Gooding Jr., I think, is a sexual deviant or anything, but we will delve into this in a little bit. We have seen Cuba Gooding Jr. out and about, uh, a little intoxicated, and just, yeah, let's, uh, let's go right into that story. So, uh, the year is 20... 2006. Six, 2006, he had just released a movie with... Um... Clifton Collins Jr. Clifton Collins Jr. called the movie was like about like cops and dirty cops and whatever. So anyway, we are in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. 
myself and Vince Eustace are on the uh, National Players Tour 57, the oldest uh, touring Shakespeare company in the United States. And we are going around the country doing plays. Just give you a little heads up what's going on. We are young people. We are out partying. Memphis is a great place to party mm-hmm. if you have not been. We went to a very awesome bar where one of my friends on the show told the people that it was these girls it was my birthday. That was me. I did that. that. that no, you. I did that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I sat with my friends. <laughs> As you can look, here's what happened. I got really drunk that night. Okay, but like, so anyway, I was having a great time. I remember picking up some very tiny girl. There was these petite girls and doing a jello shot out of some girl's belly button. It was great. It was consensual. It was consensual. No, it was totally consensual. She was like, yeah, absolutely. Body shots. Picked her up there. Um, but, at, you know, as alcohol tends to flow, you got to go. And so we saw Cuba Gooding Jr. who's in town because this movie, who had just been released, was kind of like, you know, you know, he was, I think, premiering something like that. Yeah, or whatever. probably doing some press run. Right. So I go into the bathroom and I'm at the, the urinal, and then, you know, I'm peeing, and who should come next to me but Cuba Gooding Jr. And so, and it also, also something, too, at some point in life, I will release a book of the celebrities I peed next to. It's <laughs> a very long list, including Common and Peter uh, O'Toole, a lot of people. Um, and so I remember as I'm, you know, Cuba's kind of like, you know, um, finishing up. I don't think he washed his hands, if I'm being honest with you. And like... I mean, it was like, hey, I literally was like, hey, Cuba, hey, what's going on, man? And he was like, he's like, um, uh, he, so at the time, Cuba Gooding Jr. was married. Yes. If you remember, he was. he was married at the time. And so I remember him out there and I was like, um, uh, he's like, hey, save me some girls, right? <laughs> you know? And like, we're going, we're going back on the dance floor. He, let a lot he was surrounded by a lot Oh, he was surrounded by girls. He was yeah. definitely, and, and, Majority white women, I would say, yeah. was around him. Was, I would you know, say 100. His wife was yeah. white, you know what I mean, like whatever. So, um, and I remember being like, "Hey, man, you saved me some girls." And it was like we were both like, ah, and like, and he left, and I was like, like we, we talked, like it was legitimate. We were both drunk. Clearly, at that point in time, I did not have a wife or a girlfriend <laughs> at the time. He did have a wife, and he was not honoring that part of his yeah. marriage. And then later on, he had got a divorce. Yes. So I'm just, all I'm saying was that was my experience, Cupid. He was. Potentially didn't wash hands and was definitely engaging in, like, you know, being out there and having fun and enjoying himself. Nothing that didn't seem like whatever, nothing seemed crazy, but you kind of got an idea that he's a party guy, he's whatever, you know? So the video that I saw uh, was, it brought flashbacks to 2006 Memphis, Cuba. He was that drunk. Oh, he was uh, that drunk. And, he, and so he had his girlfriend there with him. Ooh. So his girlfriend is sitting with him on the couch, and he's sitting there. Uh, actually, he's sitting, then his girlfriend is somewhere I forget the placement of them but then some other woman comes and sits down and apparently is trying to help him out give him some water or something I'm not sure what it is but she sits down next to them maybe talk to me say I'm a huge fan Jerry Maguire's my favorite movie of all time uh, but then he reaches over and it appears and this is what she's claiming also and so far it kind of lines up he reaches over I think his girlfriend and like sort of touches her on the thigh uh, and then she claims that he then moved up and groped her breast, which, if you look at the video, kind of looks like he does that. Um, so I'm not defending Cuba here. And then the woman, I think, afterwards went to security to, like, mention it, and then Cuba came over to talk, and he kind of, like, fell over and then, like, walked away or something. Uh, so when I heard about this, knowing Cuba that we met, I was like, oh, he drinks a lot. He kind of gets a little stumbly and a little handsy. He was stumbly. Like, yeah. he was stumbly when I remember seeing him and I was like, it was definitely one of the, I was drunk at the time. It was very hard to see who's more drunk at the time. But like, you know, like, oh, that man's drunk. Right? But he yeah. seemed like he had, like, he had people with me, it's fine. So he reached over his girlfriend 
to touch this. Yeah, to like just put his yeah. hand on her. And so I'm not excusing mm. Cuba's the behavior or, the, or drunkenness or saying this woman overreacted at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying that whatsoever. Mm. Uh, it kind of looked like it could have been like him just trying to be like, you know, like, oh, hey, putting the hand there and like, thank you. And then reaching up to grab the breast. I don't know if he grabbed it or like just reached up to like maybe grab her shoulder and just misjudge it. Either way, she was touched inappropriately, allegedly. And the video evidence seems to back it up. Uh, I, it didn't look malicious. I don't know if this makes a difference at all. Uh, I mean, the intent is, it's like, it's like, it's like right now it sounds like we're trying to just find if this is a, a flagrant one or a flagrant two. Right. Technical-wise, basketball. Like, right, right, right. right and so, again, I can't stress enough, I don't want to defend Cuba in this by being like, oh, yeah, he touched her, but it wasn't that big a deal. Because it looked like he did. But it also kind of looked like intent. I don't think he was trying to, like, cop a feel. I don't think he was trying... Again, his girlfriend was right there. Not that that matters. Like, we have stated that uh, fidelity is not exactly... Cuba's strong point. It was not the time. No, that's 2006, not. 2019. I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't want to keep someone who. That's a long time ago. Yeah, people, people grow. Could people have been, do other things. Learn. Um, at least that people grow, which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> people grow. <laughs> but like, so here, here's my thing: is that like the intent is a large part of it too. This is something that I know a girl is going to have a different reaction than, than two guys in the show are going to have. And so my thing is that I don't. I need to see the video, and I need to see you know. But there's there's a. Man, there's a number of times when you're drunk and you kind of like do like a thing and you know, maybe you're, someone's carrying you, your hand. You know what I mean? I don't know. I have, I'm also a person that has long arms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I like slap people in the face by accident because I'm like, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's that or if it's directly interaction. And here's the thing about it is, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's kind of needs to be handled here. Because if, if he starts trying to go back to character witnesses, our only character witness to our only character not time has not been good. Uh, you talk about accidentally doing drunk stuff. Uh, this is going to sound terrible, mm -hmm. but my wife can back me up on this. This past Valentine's Day, I accidentally slapped my wife Maritza in the face. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. Uh, yeah, I've accidentally uh, gotten <laughs> fights with dudes too who are assholes. No, yeah, no. Here's what happened. Uh, we decided her idea. Uh, it was a great idea. We were going to spend Valentine's Day playing in a beer pong tournament. So some random bar downtown was having a beer pong tournament in the basement. You two were playing on the same team? Yeah. Uh, playing a bunch, I guess, a bunch of younger college-age kids. Of course. Kicked our asses. Of course they should. Uh, but then afterwards, they were like, hey, let's all go out to another bar and drink some more. And we're like, sure. We're not in our mid-30s. Let's keep doing it. So we went out. We were drinking having fun. As we're, we're back, we're saying goodbye to everyone, exchanging phone numbers. And one of my new college-age friends, uh, I went to high five. And I missed the high five. And I, it wasn't a hard slap, but it was like a little, just, oh, accidentally just put my hand on her face a little. And I went, oh, so sorry. And then one of the other drunk dudes was like, oh, domestic abuse, domestic abuse. Yes. And joking around. But the bouncer, who one, saw it happen, and then two, heard this guy yelling it, comes walking over. I think about, rightfully so, kicked my ass. It, like, I wasn't mad at the dude. I was like, if you think that this is happening, Go ahead. But then luckily Marissa, like, Marissa was like, no, no, like it wasn't. And I was like, no, it wasn't that. Like I meant to high five this dude. Why are you just out telling me? Hilarious. So, well, okay. I've also had times when I have been, and I have brushed by a girl's boob before. Mm -hmm. I have had some, 
several times I've had some girl or whatever, sometimes a guy, randomly brush by my dick mm -hmm. because, you know, you're in, in proximity. Yeah. It happens in a restaurant sometimes. All the time. It, I, literally, the bartender's like, if you're afraid to have someone, like, we, we have to squeeze through each other. Right. So that, that, there's that level of it. I've also, like, had to, like you said, you've been drunk and you're like, you know, whatever. So it's a hard, this, this one here is not as cut and dry as it seems. And also, but it is, it, it is, it's also something to understand that this is where the whole thing called victim blaming comes into play. We don't know this person. I don't know this person to go directly to security or maybe it was, is she going to direct security because she felt like, oh my God, I can't say anything to this person or this is, I feel I'm scared. Mm -hmm. Is it to make attention, to bring attention to this? Because she does mention like, I, she's a fan. I don't know. That's yeah. unfortunately the part that happens where we have like celebrities and like athletes where it's like that whole, there's been athletes who have been accused of doing things that are wrong. So is she on that line? I don't want to victim blame. I don't do any of that. I right. honor what she's saying. But I also have to take into account that like, we don't know. Yeah. So I hope that this, I hope the video proves it. I, I hope that some of this character can come into play. I, he has done a lot of good stuff. He's also been that dude yeah. that we saw that night at that club. But I feel we, like not a lot of people have seen that. Right, well, right, but we were those dudes in that club. Yeah. We weren't We weren't touching. We weren't yeah. touching. I mean, I did take a... Again, consensual. See, consensual. It was consensual when I picked up the girl and drank from her belly button. Um, <laughs> on that note... Uh, uh, well, you mentioned... <laughs> This is kind of a weird yeah. segue, but you're talking about, oh, accidentally grazing girls' boobs. Speaking of girl boobs, uh, have you seen Bella Thorne's uh, nudes? Yeah, but, like, she already had nudes. Did she? Did she? I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I'll her, be honest, I feel like I'll, her regular I'll, dress is nude. I, so I'm not, uh, I don't follow Bella Thorne that much. The story with Bella Thorne, uh, before we get into her the boobs. news, exactly, yeah. uh, she released her own nudes. Uh, she apparently was hacked. Uh, I think whoever hacked her started, like, putting some racially motivated things on her uh, social media and, like, changed the profile picture to a man and a bunch of other things. And I guess they were conversing something back and forth, and she knew... I think he was threatening her uh, with the release of the news. And apparently he had other celebrity nudes also. It was like, I've got theirs, I've got theirs, i got yours, and they're coming out. So she did what Kevin Hart basically did. She said, I'm not going to be extorted. You're not going to take this power from me. And so she released the nudes herself to sort of take the power away from the hacker. And like, I guess, I'm not sure if he was extorting anything or not. Uh, her reaction to it was obviously anger. And she said she was, you know, embarrassed by it. But aside from being very angry and hurt, she said that the person who hacked her was a juvenile who made a poor choice, so she's trying to be understanding. Her quote is, The kid sounds like he's 17, so as much as I'm so angry and I wanted to fuck him up over doing this to people, I just wanted to teach him a lesson. He's still a kid and we make mistakes. This mistake is a big one, but I don't want some 17-year-old's whole life ruined because he wasn't thinking straight and being a dumbass. Plus, he's obviously smart, so if he's got on the right side of the tracks, he could actually possibly help our community and be an alliance. You, can you can't always tear someone down for their bad size but more so build them up for their good sides which i again not a huge fan of bella thorne but i like when i saw that i was like well that's an unbelievably mature response to the situation so she's one of those people that like i much like dj khaled i don't know what you do i don't know what she does and so my 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 experience of bella thorne is like i see her and she has pictures 
that she always looks very attractive and kind of hot in and skimpily clad clothing or mm-hmm. and skimpily not a good word. Just like I feel like I feel like she is a person who would like be nude anyway. I, and weirdly enough, I, I it's funny to me to like I was like oh I thought, she, I thought she already I thought she had like like tastefully done this before, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I think or, I, I don't think she has, but I think that when a lot of people provocative, folks, yeah, I, I, I think that. I think. The I've never sent news or anything, so I can't really put myself in that position. But I would assume that when she goes to an award show or something and is wearing something like that, like that's her choice. She's like, "Oh, I've made yes. the choice to go yes. out there and look like this." Right. Where now with the news, it's her privacy being Personal, like this yes. is something that was meant for someone else, right? And now it's going to be shared yeah, yeah. with everyone. And that part else. I understand. I'm saying that like the idea of like. I'm glad that she was comfortable to be like, I'm going yeah. to expose this because I'm comfortable being like, all right, here. Because there's some women who will be like, I do not want you to see any of this, and they're not going to release it. Obviously, that, that kind of still plays into it. But, you know, the point was that she said she did not want to be rendered helpless, which yes. I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually, it's weird that you had to go and do it this way, but it's a tough road to not want to be rendered helpless. Yeah. Is... It's something that, like, I completely like. I'm like, wow, it's a, it's powerful in yeah. a way because you're like, it's powerful by by, by exposing yourself. And I don't think you're, I could do that because she was like, I feel gross, I feel washed, I feel like someone is taking something from me that I've only wanted one special person to see. And me personally, if I were in that position, if someone was like, I got your news, I'm gonna act. I'd be like, what do you want? I will give you all the money. Don't put that out. Like, I'm just a very private person. Yeah, that way. yeah, exactly. So I mean, for her yeah. to for her to like steer into that and be like. Like, I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision to make, but it was like, this is, she'd rather, again, like, take the power back. Like, this is, she felt helpless, but this was a way she was able to be like, okay, I'm helpless, but I'm taking away your power as well, too. So right. you can't hold this against me. This is like, this is interesting because it's like, you know, there, we did a story recently about, uh, you know, women who are like, I'm not going to be naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the story you shared. Oh, yeah, sorry. Not we did. I mean, like, I shared a story. The idea being women who are like, I don't want to be naked in films. Male actors who also are like, I'm not going to do that as well. And then being like, yeah, you know what? I mean, you that's your choice. You shouldn't have to do that. You should not have to expose yourself for a film. You should not have to do that. I find if you are going to do it, you need to do it the way Holly Berry did it. Where she get $250,000 per breast. Or swordfish, mm-hmm. so we got five hundred thousand dollars separate from whatever you're already paying. Yes, to see my boots, or I'm naked in Monsters Ball, and I have an Oscar. Yes, those are the two ways you do nudity in movies, and yeah. you win. And if I, I'm a Holly Berry fan. I don't know if I've seen her anything else that she was naked in besides the two things: five hundred thousand dollars per boot. And I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm saying is like you know she had the control over this. Is how I'm going to do that if I'm going to do this. But I think that this is the larger part of a bigger thing. As you're saying, there's a lot of celebrities who this is happening to. And I don't want to tell them to stop sending naked pictures of themselves to each other because a lot of them, they don't, you know, act together. Yeah, you got to just the yeah, it's generation. A, yeah, you got to, you know, it's the choice to want to do that. But, like, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I personally feel like I'm not judging you if you have news or sex tapes. I just feel like, especially as a celebrity, it's like it's going to get out. Like, at some point, it's. I'm, I'm judging you. I'm judging You're judging you. me, not judging, no. but judging. No, no. I'm judging the celebrity who did the fake sex tape put it out to get popularity i'm judging that oh, okay i'm judging i'm judging those things because some, you know what i'm talking about there's yeah, like the yeah. pre also there's a few and then maybe everyone haven't watched this 
I'm judging um, Kim Kardashian's performance in that Ray J video. She just like a she was just like not. I'm just like, come on, man. Ray J hit it first. He didn't seem like he enjoyed it. I don't think Kim enjoyed it. I'm not sure she enjoys anything. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't look like it was whatever. Uh, just you know, throwback sex tapes. Just you know, gotta throw those back. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, this story isn't done. I do like the fact that she. I, I like her leniency and her and I feel like this is happening too with some celebrities, uh, people who are saying, you know what, let's stop trying to rip people apart and let's try to cancel people. Let's not try this cancel culture. Yeah. Let's stop breaking people down so much so far that they are like become suicidal or that their life is ruined or that they have to go to jail because something that may have been a mistake. Something we can let's try and help people out to work back from these things that are wrong. So that's yeah. with reasonable. With like, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this story is. I'm glad she did that. I don't know if I would have been that lenient too with this person because that's a lot of access to have. Hackers are something you don't not want to mess with. Man, no. Something got to like, stop them out before it gets too bad. If you're a hacker out there, though, I do love you. And, you know. I think that's another reason maybe why she did it. She's like, oh, let's not make a complete enemy out of this guy. Like, let's, like... Oh, yeah, because retaliation. Like, yeah, be like, be like, hey, you're, you're smart. Like, if you apply yourself to something a little more conductive to the betterment of society, yeah, then... Yeah. You could do something, uh, but if she's like, "Oh fuck you!" Like you'll never, you never like get money. You. Yeah, be like, "All right, well, I'll do something also, else." It's kind of like this, like you know. I think that we 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 are we are in a culture, and we have to start being more. Uh, we have to start helping each other out and start mm-hmm. like you know putting people down and like doing things where it's like people are so harshly like just like mean and just want you know what I mean like oh it's horrible like even with Jesse Small that we mentioned earlier in the show and with like and and you know, like. I hope that Jesse Smollett's okay. I hope that he is yeah. mentally okay and that he can find a way to like come back to having some sort of career. Because ultimately, who did he really hurt besides himself? Yeah. And those two other people they were involved, but like do you hurt I don't care who you hurt in Chicago, Chicago police. You know why? Because fuck the police. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I don't <laughs> care about the police. I'm hey, that's a hip hop song. Those yeah. are a lyric <laughs> song. That's all I'm saying. But like, it's beyond, not Finley, bro. <laughs> right. I don't care about that, but I do want to. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that, that that something is happening with this. Um, I did not look up these. Uh, you are a married person, so you. So I, I did see them. I didn't look them up. I was, I swear, I was just scrolling mm. through Twitter looking for like the story, and I saw like a little picture of it, and I just assumed because I don't know how Twitter pictures work. So I thought like, oh, it would be like, like they put like little stars on it or something. So I'd be like, oh, like just you can sort of get a gist of how risque the picture is without seeing everything. Yeah, they like line across. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So I clicked and it wasn't, she wasn't like, she was like, it looked like she was topless and they didn't blur anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh crap, I saw it. Or I saw one of them. Uh, she like, I had her hand over like one of her boobs and you sort of see like the nipple a little. Uh, that was the only one I saw. Once I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, they're actually showing these. So I decided like any picture that came up, I wasn't going to look at. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for research purposes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research purposes. I'm getting in trouble over here. No, no, no. Uh, no, I, I, like, I, I told him research this. Oh, I think I did. God, now I got to tell her before this comes out. <laughs> uh, uh, good job, Bella Thorne. Yeah. Way uh, to get your power back. Yeah, sorry that happens. You know, that's, that's, that sucks. Yeah. All right. So, uh, NBA Finals have finally come to a close. The Toronto Raptors are the... NBA champions. You called it. That sounds weird to say, bro. I know. I said seven games. Yeah. But six? I'll take six. I'll take six yeah. games. 
Uh, Drake. They were about to be, dude, they could have been four games. <laughs> uh, Drake, obviously the Toronto Raptors super fan and troll master, uh, released two new songs in honor of his hometown team winning the championship. One of them is this week's song of the week. It is Omerta. So I actually heard the song. I was going to listen to these two songs no matter what because that's part of the gig. Uh, but I listened to this one earlier than I was going to just because producer extraordinaire Patrick Pierre uh, tweeted about it and was just gushing over it. It was like, oh, it's got like it's like 90s nostalgia and vibes and Drake's just rapping on it. So I was like, I gotta check this out. And it did not disappoint. Drake was, this was, this is rap Drake. This is him just rapping like no hooks. It's like great beats, great lines. Like, I love this song. You, you said it had great repeat value yeah. and I've been listening to it a bunch. Is, is, uh, this is a quick question. Is, uh, which Drake do you prefer? Ooh, that's a good one. Me and Vince was talking about this. Uh, I'm so glad I don't have to choose between the two. But if I, I did have to choose, I would just kill myself. <laughs> so, I, so I wouldn't have to choose. That's my answer. And then in heaven, they'll be like, oh, which Drake would you like to listen to? Like, no which Drake you You're like, no! <laughs> it was for nothing! Uh, so I like, a li I mean, if I had to choose one, I like rap Drake. But I like a little bit of both. Mm. And I don't, I, I guess I'd prefer rap Drake and then like singing on the hook Drake. But there are times where I like singing throughout the entire thing Drake and then he'll do like a rap rap verse in the middle or the end. I'm like, oh, just perfect. Just a great blend yeah. of it. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, like I'm, I'm a big Marvin's Room Drake fan. I'm big, I'm big in that. Like that, that Drake is one where I'm like, isn't that, Drake has some of the songs that I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. Fuck that bitch. You know, like, <laughs> like, this guy, like, it just kind of like gets me, gets to the, the, the strings a little bit. Uh -huh. But then you have some songs where, where like, I remember back to back was like, I was like, I was going to Chicago, like punch people in the face. Oh, like, just, you know what I mean? So I'm glad I don't have to choose here or in at the Pearly Gates. I like um, like 5 a.m. Toronto, or just him yeah. like rap. But if I call It'll recall correctly, I think he does do like a little singing at the end. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit of it. Uh, so my wife, Maritza, uh, feels personally attacked by this song because of the line, uh, Benny Hanna's to me is pigeon food. Maritza loves Benny Hanna's. As do I. Benny Hanna's is very good. But she, she was like in the other room while I was listening to this. And I didn't think she could hear any of it. And she heard that one line. She's like, What? Who is I mean, that? He's, 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 and I was like, Drake. She was like, fuck Drake. A lot of people were like, yo, first of all, first of all Benny Hans was like, hey, man, yeah. what do we do to you? Steve Aoki's like, come on, my dad needs to make money. <laughs> you, we didn't, what, come on, man. Sorry, Benny Hans, this is just pigeon food to me. I mean, I, uh, took, I took it as him, like, flexing. He was like, oh, look, this is, yeah. this is like, fancy kind of high-end, not super fancy high-end stuff, but it's like... Oh, it's, this what, is... it's what we think is high. It's what people in uh, yeah. our world thinks is high. Yeah, it's like, oh, if we want to go out for, like, a nice dinner, we go to Benihana's. And he's like, yeah, that's... And then the nice. thing about it, though, is, like, I've been watching and I've been loving Most Expensivest, which is done by 2 Chains. It's one of the best shows on Vice. It's basically him talking about seeing the most expensive of everything. 2 Chains is someone I... He's just so great to watch. <laughs> Even more than his rapping, just watching him do stuff. But, like, 
there's certain levels of things that we do not know how to experience because we don't have the finances and funds to be able to have like a two hundred dollar salad with truffle on top of it. Ooh. Right? No. Right. Can't but, even imagine. Right, but I don't know. But I'm saying so. It's like it's the my, cl- my classic line. I says I love. It's Charlie Sheen being like, man. People are like, you're crazy. You're out of whatever. He's like, he's like, people are like, come out spend one day with me. Time of their life. That's a Wednesday for me. That was nothing. Nothing for me. I'm Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Like he's just like, it's so big for me that like that you can't even. Your best day is nothing for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's um. Which I kind of feel like is the theme of a lot of Drake songs. It's <laughs> like he's just, he's just kind of like oh. Uh, speaking of classic lines, like there were so many great quotables in here. Like, are there any like that like really stick out to you, or, or are you like like some great man? Uh, the song is just like it's so great. Like, I knew when it, it was dropping, I knew it was going to be dope. But once I listened to it, like, I had a big, huge smile on my face because yeah. uh, this is why I love hip hop so much. Uh, there were so many quotables on that song, but my favorite, obviously, is. Uh, where he said, uh, I'm probably not quoting it uh, word for word, but he was like, uh, I'm going to buy every building that closed the door on me. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of the rhyme scheme, it was right after the whole, everyone's saying, it's like the news story was he allegedly is going after Pusher T. It's like, he's definitely going after Pusher T. Like, it couldn't be any clearer this is going after Pusher T. Uh, like, where it's like, oh, people got hot trying to, because like, they told on me. Uh, call the bluff of anyone who wants to fold on me find the building of any doors that close on me which goes back to the whole like yeah like he's flexing just his power and his wealth it's like I think it's such a great line uh, I also like the line about like he's the petty king uh, he wished he played in a sport that gave out many rings because yeah. he wouldn't have any room for anything I saw a few memes about um, not memes but a few comments about those songs where it was like part of the song was a mixture of uh, Biggie's flow and Smooth the Hustler and Trigger the Gambler. Now, a lot of y'all who may not know who those two are, Trigger the Gambler and Smooth the Hustler, they had this song back in the day where they were writing a lot of, uh, uh, it's the Terminator, Escalator. It was just like a, like a, a dope song. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like, you know, yeah. it was like a throwback to those guys. So And Drake is kind of like, He's just, like he's sneakily kind of like a hip hop student. Like he knows a lot about like he basically like his early flow was like Fonte from Little Brother, yeah. who he said is like one of his favorite rappers, and he he's always paid off. She's always yeah. I mean, he in a weird way he's like almost like he's like a he's like a little like anthology resource of like hip hop because it's like we had the conversation about uh, who's. I can't even remember this guy's style he was biting, but like remember he was earlier, early one of the earlier episodes he was Drake was Drake had bit someone's style. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like that's but that's Drake though. Drake is the per- like he's going to throw in different things from different genres and put it together because his music is like it's like I'm all encompassed, man. I like this, I like that, I like that. And some, you know, so I'm it's one of the things where I'm like I'm never disappointed. I'm rarely disappointed. Yeah, rarely disappointed. Yeah, but like, especially by his rap stuff. Right, and I'm like, you know, and I remember we had this whole like thing about real hip hop people, people, real hip hop, hip hoppers, black people, real hip hoppers. <laughs> oh, we don't have fathers. <laughs> real hip hoppers with no fathers <laughs> who like Drake, and I'm like, Drake is okay to like. Yeah, I love Drake. Is okay. I don't. I think that you, if you try to say, oh, I ain't real, uh, whatever, stop that. Yeah, just enjoy. Like, it. Just enjoy it. Bro. It's, good. it's good. It's, it's good. good stuff in there. It's good, bro. It's good. I do have a question. Um, 
you know. So okay, that obviously I don't like to divide the hip hop audience, uh-huh. but I wonder uh, is is hip hop at a state right now where, like, uh, when hip hop was at its peak, would this song be considered a, a average song? Is it because now there's so many mumble rappers and lyrics are not a thing anymore? Is it because uh, we hip hop heads? hear this song and we think oh my god this is so good where in actuality if hip-hop was uh at its peak would this just be a, a average song uh i mean i think it would be average in the sense that in the golden era of hip-hop an average song was still super hot uh so i think that it would still be like you could look if it was released in like 98 and we're listening to it again in 2019 like wow this song yeah. Like, if it wasn't a big song, it'd be, like, underrated. Like, it's one of Drake's underrated cuts. Like, I'm not sure it'd be, like, a big smash hit, yeah. one, but it'd be, like, oh, this B-side is actually, like, a really it's, good it's one. It's a time period thing, too. It's also, like, when, like what do we consider the peak? What are, See, the thing is, like, everyone in the audience might have a different point. What do we consider the peak? Are we, like, mid-90s, early 2000s? Or are we, like, what do we call hip-hop? What is our hip-hop Yeah, peak? yeah. And when is that point to, to really answer the question? Um, I think it's also one of those things where, like, a large part of it is you're kind of right. It's the fact that, like, just if, if I can put you on, this is so funny because we used to be, we used to be like, I remember this old thing that people you would say was, I can't understand what those rappers are saying. I can't understand what those rappers are saying. What do you say? I'm like, how do you listen to them? You can't understand what they're saying. And then, like, you know, people like Eminem, you're like, you very clearly understand what they're saying. We're now at the point where we want to understand what the rapper is yeah. saying. Because this point is where you're like, I don't know what that person just said. Yeah. I and mean, I don't know what, like, I don't even know how to approach what you said. Is a problem. Yeah. Where it used to be like, oh, you can't hear them, but people could really hear them, but it was the idea of putting rap together. People were like, oh, I can't. You just weren't listening. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I don't actually understand what you said to be able to like hear what you said. That's the only thing I like about Drake is he, like, especially this song, he's very, all the songs, he's yeah. very clear. Like, he's you, clear. Can, you can make out every word. I feel, like rap, I feel like hip hop's gotten clearer. Yeah. In, 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 in a weird way, as it's gotten more mumbly, there's people who are becoming clearer, and you can like understand every single word they're saying. Yeah. And then like, but then you still have football, you throw back like future. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell future said. They no. right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he said. Or Young Thug. Like, no idea what Young Thug's talking about. Then. Yeah. Sometimes he also not mentioned. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Whereas like Twenty One Savage, I kind of can understand a little bit more sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, and I find it like just literally as me, maybe we're getting older, my hair is getting whatever. I want to understand what you're saying. Just basically there. So it's like, I think that this song does kind of peak because you're like, whoa, you know. Real quick before we wrap it up, do you think it would have held its own in, like, the peak era? You know, as much as I I love this song, uh, in the peak era, I think it it would have been probably top 20 on the average of songs that that came out. Still hot. It's still 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 hot. hot. For Drake, Drake's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Drake, Drake's gonna play Patrick Pierre um, in his new diss track. <laughs> um, real quick, I know, yo, this is a, this is a for a, as we are talking about the Raptors, I just want to do a little bit more, oh, yeah, yeah. A, little, a small little moment for LeBron. Yes. Because, you know, I'm a big LeBron fan, I'm a big LeBron lover. And it's interesting that LeBron is out of the East, and now the Raptors are winning this. Yes. I wonder if LeBron feels bad about this. I was thinking to myself, man, maybe LeBron feels bad about this. I thought about that all the way up until Saturday. And I saw LeBron. And saw some memes, and I was like, and LeBron doing that stupid, like, like oh, that, that face where yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, what's LeBron so happy about? What are all these happy? And I was like, oh, Anthony Davis is joining LeBron. Yes. And Blakers. That is going to be potentially, potentially, I think, right, just like lights out. And, and that's another thing, because we are, let's talk about 
LeVar Ball. Uh, <laughs> did you see LeVar Ball? The meme about LeVar Ball finding out about LeBron's yeah, at, at the Drew League. Yeah, he was like, biggest mistake, man. He's like, and no, never going to win no championship again. Yeah. Never going to win no championship again. You, gotta, you, wanted, you wanted to save it. I said, put all the ball balls on the team. Y'all to save it. And I was like, this is great. I love this. I love all of this. <laughs> Thank you for all their stories. I'm glad that the Raptors won because it makes it even more pertinent right now yeah. that LeBron's not there. Uh, Season's so, done. Off-season starting with a bang. Yeah. Very exciting. Hope you're doing okay, LeBron. Hope everything's working out well with Space Jam 2. Uh, let us know if you need us to do anything for you yeah. for that. Our services, cameos, right. supporting roles, yeah. game roles. We can roles. do it all. Soundtrack. Uh, we can rap soundtrack. on it. Yeah. Drake, if you want to be on the show to discuss whether your song will be a hit back in the day or not, yeah. hit us up Yeah, because, yeah, like Patrick thinks top 20, maybe you think top 10 or top 5. Yes, and Let's hear from why. you. Yeah. Exactly. And if but you don't, we're going to... In the meantime, yeah. ignore my wife's advice and listen to Drake Omerta. Yes. Uh, so that brings us to the classy portion of the show. When you hear that classical music, you know what time it is. This week in hip-hop history. This week in hip-hop history. It is This Week in Hip-Hop History for the week of June 10th through the 16th. Starting off on June 10th, 2003, Joe Budden releases his self-titled debut album, Produced by White Boys Noise, Just Blaze, and Lofi. Lofi, I think's his name, or Lofi, your nickname. Uh, the gold selling album debuted on the Billboard 200 at number eight. Hit singles include Pump, Pump, Pump It Up. And Fire. Yes, yes, y'all. Featuring Buster Rhymes. Uh, it's kind of crazy how Joe Budden. One, I feel, was unfairly labeled a one-hit wonder, uh, and now is one of like the biggest voices in hip hop, like with his podcast and all his different shows, and just it's crazy. Yeah, he's he's like, it'd be like, oh, he's not relevant. It's like he's super relevant right now in terms of hip hop. Not, I don't say a defender of Joe Budden, but I'm the person where, first of all, he has the other song on here, whatever it takes, is one of the songs that I really it yes. really spoke to me. Basically, he just raps like just. I don't know how the bar just goes and goes and goes, but I was like, I've, I've been a big supporter of Joe Button from the get-go. I also love that someone who is like, who is in hip-hop enough to be enough to have a relevant voice and also be a troll. Yes. And like, and that whole stuff that happened between him and the Amigos, I was like, I love all this, this is hilarious. Yeah. Give me more Joe Button. He's a bitter old man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, 2008, Lil Wayne releases The Carter Three. It won a Grammy for Rap Album of the Year. Produced so many, so many big hits. Uh, including the multi-platinum Lollipop. Uh, the Grammy-nominated Mr. Carter, featuring Jay-Z, named so because both their last names are Carter. What? Yeah. Sorry, did we just have a whole, like, my name is Marvin. Martha. Yeah, Martha. 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 Save, save Carter. <laughs> he opened my name's Carter. My name's Carter. <laughs> Uh, a Millie. From a young money millionaire tougher than Nigerian hair. Uh, oh, also man. won a Grammy. Also, it was named the most important rap song of 2008 by Shay Sh uh, Serrano in his book, The Rap Yearbook, a book that I bought, thoroughly enjoy. Basically, from uh, 1979 to, I think, 20. 14, 2015, 2016, uh, he goes in depth and says what song, not the best song, uh, but what's like the most important song, that song uh, was... of, of the year. And he, for many reasons, said that was a Millie. Uh, June 11th, 2013, 
Action Bronson releases his first major label release, Sob Stories. Peaking at number six on the rap chart, uh, spawned the underground hit single, Strictly For My Jeeps. I'm a hero in my hometown, baby. It ain't no fun if the girl don't get none. Remember the remix had LL Cool J, yeah. which is really great. Uh, guest appearances include Wiz Khalifa on The Rockers, and then both the late Prodigy and the still living Raekwon on seven series trip list. Now you like action. Yeah, and here's the thing too, uh, Raekwon who probably in uh, Patrick's level is like what, two, three, maybe four on the, on, uh, is he good or is he like, is he, he's is gotta he, be, a, he, upper, he's not you got trash. Be, he's gotta be like, he's not trash tier. level like you got is though. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. I'll put tears for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so yeah, I'm a big Action Bronson fan, mainly because like Action Bronson, I, I do love his style of rap and his whole demeanor, but I'm a big fan of everything Action Bronson's outsider. If you've ever checked out Action Bronson's cooking show and all the stuff he does with Vice Slam, he's a really, really dope dude. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And if you want to laugh, laugh your ass off, laugh your ass off, you need to watch Action Bronson watching Ancient Aliens with other hip-hop artists smoking weed in a green suit. It's just one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Big Action Bronson fan. Also, uh, I, I really did like this album a lot. It was, you know, and then the, 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 you, I totally forgot about it. The remix with LL Cool J, dope. It's just yeah. a nice throwback. It's, I'm exactly. always love IT hip-hop, new hip-hop, throwing back to old hip-hop. That's all we need, guys. Speaking of LL Cool J, June 13th, 1987, uh, Cool James releases the single, I'm Bad. It was the lead-off single from the album Bigger and Deffer, which the acronym spelled bad on the album, so it makes sense. Uh, sampled the theme song from the TV show SWAT. Uh, it would hit 84 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number four on the R&B chart. Uh, one of my favorite LL songs. Just a tough... If you want a tough song, no song rapper can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. His, his, his lyrics, everything about that song is still relevant today, and it's still one of the things where I'm like, come out with something harder and be able like, I mean, LL, LL will hold it down as always. Funny thing is, I think the community right now probably knows LL as the, the actor on the show with Fat Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> is he fat now? Yeah, <laughs> he, he got a weird chin thing going oh, on. Oh, we all do. Right, but yeah. he's got it going on. It's like potato like face. Uh, what she said, he actually, he said to a mean tweet, that he actually has a potato face. Sorry, That's funny. Uh, but uh, LL is uh, legendary. This was an amazing song. Uh, it's, the video's amazing, too. I really think that it's something where I want a lot of these new school hip hoppers out there, you know, check this song so out. So I remember he had, like, the track jacket, and then he, like, he like had his buddy like take it off of him, yeah, and then he like slid out of it, and then like started hitting on. Some also, girl. the way the way that he like he I will point this out for a little put me on his you know rappers dancing. He was like b boy. Oh they, yeah. So it, he it was an animal. animal. It was. It was aggressive, and you were like, first of all, I'm like rappers. The whole like muscle bound rapper like. 50, people think it's 50 Cent? No, oh, LL Cool J was a bad man. Yeah. Trust that, so. Speaking of muscle-bound rappers, I remember Busta Rhymes got real muscular for this album release mm -hmm. on June 13, 2006, The Big Bang. It was Busta's first album since signing with Aftermath. I remember one of the first lines on his first song was, I ain't on J Records, I'm on Dre Records. Uh, it was his first album to debut at number one on the Billboard 200, probably because of the Dr. Dre production and involvement. Uh, include the hit singles, Touch It. I Love My Chick, New York Shit. Busta has since said of the album, I would have not changed the Big Bang for the world. It's still one of my favorite, if not my favorite album from a lyrical standpoint, conceptual standpoint, and a musical standpoint. I have to agree. I remember buying this album CD when it came out, the day it came out, 2006. Blared it all summer, 2006. I remember just meeting up 
like hanging out with you, Ketrin, Sophia, Kim, like we all hang out, Jess Robinson, we all just like go oh, yeah. hang out at like Ketrin's place, yeah. drink, go to the bars, hang out, drink, dance, and that was like the soundtrack. That's the CD oh, that I constantly is, had in my car. It's one of those great things too because sometimes when you have an album, it's like you really hope that there's at least five to six songs that you're like, I can just play this at random, at least. That whole album is a banger. And I know he said, you know, he would probably take like I, I Love and Check off of there. Which yeah, yeah. is really one of my favorites. It's yeah. like, actually, I was like, oh. Uh, we're saying that he, he loved the song, but he felt like in terms of conceptually, uh, yes, like he, did, it yeah. may have fit better in yeah. another album. But what I'm saying is, I'm glad it was out on that album because I don't know if it would have had, it, it blew up. I loved it. I think that that's, if you haven't, you know, heard this, this is, we are telling you these albums so you can go back yes. and hear them if you haven't heard them so we can establish we bring something back. If you're not you hooked by the beginning of the first song, Get You Some, yeah. like when the, like the pianos kick in, like then there's no hope for you. Right. Right. Uh, and then closing it out, June 15th, 2010, our beloved Six God and current NBA champion Drake releases his debut studio album, Thank Me Later. Uh, it was a highly anticipated wow. release, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 because that's what Drake does. Uh, combining hip-hop, R&B, the touch of reggae with introspective lyrics about fame and self-examination, album was both a critical and commercial blockbuster. Uh, smash hits, of course, you recognize, over. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right, I'm doing me. One of my favorites. Find Your Love, another one of my favorites. Fancy, also kind of one of my favorites. And Miss Me. God, that's also one of my favorites. I know, man. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm listening to them, I'm like, these are all... That's like, that's he's been, he has been killing it for a good long time. But it don't seem that long for some reason. It's like, no. Uh... This album is obviously phenomenal, and then we have spoken. We I feel like we speak about Drake a lot. Yeah. I don't really care about that. I don't well, care he's very involved. He's involved in culture, culture like whatever. Actor, rapper. Um, you said this. You just said NBA champion. Does Drake get a ring? I bet you he does. I, I bet I, you he I, get I, a yeah, ring. Guess one. I think he has that whole Wale thing. Wale has. I get it. T Toronto rappers got Drake. Wizards got Wale. I love it. It's better than Soldier. But Wale is actually, but Wale is actually, he's like a social ambassador for the team. Yeah, yeah. It's a job he has. So you are organized. I think that Drake is like essentially that for the Raptors. I want to know if you, anybody know out there in like in, in um, listening land, does Drake get a ring? I'm sure we'll find out. I, I want to see, I want to see Drake get a ring. I think he kind of got in Draymond's head in the beginning. So oh. I, I think he kind of helped swing the series. Oh, he bit. got into it. But when he came out with Papa Curry's jersey, oh, on, yeah. They were like, everyone's like, oh. whoa, whoa, what happened okay. here? What happened here? Mind-blowing right. over there. So, um, dope. That's a really great album, too. Um, you know, I actually had a, um, a old uh, throwback listening party for myself where I went and I was looking at old school Drake, and I was like, man, there was some. I just started, because you hear so many songs that you forget some of the early stuff, and I was like, love this album. Yeah. yeah. I remember you were talking about it, just like, that was like the album that kind of made you feel like, ah, oh, do I like rapping Drake or singing Drake? Because that was like the first album that like really kind of like showcased a lot of that. Uh, I, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about Take Care. Oh, Take Care. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. That's good. No, appreciate it. Uh, Not even. This. Patrick hates thank me later. Thank me later. <laughs> Felt didn't hit his peak until. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Well, take care is also he's great. Like, he's like, I don't know. No, that's, that's highlighting the issue right there. There's so many great things. Yeah, it's, take care was the album that like you know he did a lot of singing and um, 
and rap it on. That's the album that had me, that had me torn. Like which I like. Well, I think uh, <laughs> think me later he did like a lot more rapping on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he, he did some singing also. He did, he did. But yeah, I was uh, uh, yeah, definitely did. Let's find your love was all singing. Yeah. And his uh, somewhat enemy Kanye produced that. That their friends, yeah. enemies, we're not quite sure. And that, and, and and if I'm correct, that was originally supposed to be on 808 Heartbreak. That song. Okay. And then he was like, I, I literally I looked this up on like a whole thing, and that, and he was like, that song wasn't on there, and they were like, oh cool. And I had no like, idea. Yeah, and then so that's why that was supposed to be a that song, Defying Love, which I was like, is that also a production with Grell in there too, or my maybe? But anyway, so that was where that came from. So. Uh, great album definitely check into it if you have not yeah that does it for this week in hip hop history so many tidbits in hip hop history we can't fit them all here uh, so make sure to check us out on social media uh, on Instagram and Twitter hip hop movie news and Facebook hip hop and movie news uh, we post a lot of different album releases that back in the day uh, some big birthdays like Ice Cube and Tupac recently celebrated some big birthdays so make sure to follow our social media we're asking questions about movies and hip hop that we love to hear your answer and take on stuff so reach out to us because I know we like to hear it yeah man it's, it's really good the show's moving in the great directions we are we are doing things all the time for the fans for the listeners out there to create more of you all you have anything that you want to talk to us about feel free to hit us up on any of those social media outlets and let us know what's going on um yeah man that's it yeah. I don't know. all right I don't so i think that does it for this week's episode uh for hip-hop and movie news i'm vince eustace i'm lonnie finley and this is producer extraordinaire patrick Vieira, the biggest fan of the air up there. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, uh, send any air up there questions. We, we've been getting a lot of air up there stuff. Can you please address it to Patrick so yeah. we get so he gets that and we are not getting that um, in our mailboxes, please? I'll, yeah, I'll, he, <laughs> he wants to swap uh, air up there fan fiction. He's been yeah. working on that and just sort of like critique yours and see how you see the story going. Right. If you dare send me <laughs> any air up there stuff, <laughs> not, not only will I block you, I'll get that guy that hack into Bella Thorne's account <laughs> to hack into your account <laughs> and release nudes about you know I'm not gonna say <laughs> alright uh, that does it for us uh, so just chill to the next episode yes yes y'all